0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another JKWD podcast. Gosh, we love this episode, mostly because our guest says such wonderful things about us.
1: (laughs) He did do that, didn't he? (laughs) Wow. Well, that's not mostly why. (laughs) It is nice icing on that cake, though. Yeah,
0: that that is true. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to this episode every day when I wake up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Now I got to stop getting sleep and listen to this episode. Now there you go. Yeah.
0: Did I, did I forget to take the trash out? I'm going to go listen to that episode and then mm-hmm. I'll
1: take the trash out. <laughs>
0: there
1: you go. There you go.
0: Uh, anyway, we're brought to you today by Audible. Go on over to uh, audibletrial.com/jkwd. Get your free audiobook, your free month at Audible. That's audibletrial.com/jkwd. We're not going to pick a book this week because our guest has himself six books that aren't audiobooks. So yet, yet he
1: he did say he was going to work on that. That is, he did say that. So, I wonder if he's going to read him or if somebody else is, you know, because if he reads them, that's a lot of power.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll read them.
1: Yeah, uh, there you go. So, <laughs> that'll work.
0: So, I guess without further ado, let's bring on Sean Anderson. <laughs> Teach you how to dominate your world. You ready? Here we go. Well, well, Sean, why don't you start by introducing yourself to our audience? Because you're going to do it so much better than we ever could.
2: Josh and Kelvin, it is my privilege to be on your awesome podcast together. Thank you so much. I am Sean Anderson, and truly, really, what I am is just an ordinary guy who who just wants to live an extraordinary life. And uh, that's just it. I cast a vision for what I want in my life, and I'm not afraid to take massive action and put legs underneath my dreams. And while doing that, I've done some pretty cool things. Such as? Well, in the last three and a half years, I have walked across five countries. I have pedaled a bike across the United States twice. I have now visited almost 50 countries in the world. I've written six books. My last book, in 2017, hit number one on Amazon bestseller for motivation and and self-help three times. Uh, I've also created in America a day called Extra Mile Day. It's a day where mayors across the United States clap for and recognize the awesome Extra Mile volunteers that are doing amazing things. In service and volunteerism. When I started that in 2009, I was pretty jazzed that 23 mayors jumped on board. But last year, 527 cities across the the, the country participated. Wow.
1: Okay, that's impressive.
0: So, why all the walking and biking?
2: Well, you know, I can't I can't think of a cooler way to see the country than. Than taking it nice and slow, a chance for conversations, to see awesome nature, to bring back the simplicity of life. You know, we've complicated life pretty intensely with all of our cell phones and, you know, our computers and, and just the digital world we live in. And it's 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 nice just to breathe again and find one's harmony. And and I use them always as what I call ax sharpening events to go find the best version of myself when I return home.
0: Great. Um, how, did, how did you conceive that? the first time you set out to
2: do it the first time that I walked across the country
0: or biked across the country yeah, having went, those are first, the walking or the bike
2: <laughs> you know, You know, the last time I actually rode a bike was the last time that I rode across the country. I'm not a bicyclist, you know, and if we were to go out and look at my bike tires right now, we'd still see sand on the tires, which represents me pushing my bike across the beach over to the Atlantic. Because when you ride a bike across the country, the whole thing is you dip your back tire into the Pacific Ocean and you start praying to God that you're going to make it all the way to the Atlantic. And when you do, then you dip your front tire into the Atlantic. And so wheeling across the beach, I still have that sand. So that's the last time I was on my bike. To answer your question, am I a walker or a biker? I think you now know.
1: That sounds good.
2: So, you know, what, um,
1: most of us don't wake up motivated and something happens in our life that puts us on a path that we're on and creates that motivation and firing us to do things and set stuff right. What, what was that for you?
2: You know, we, we don't wake up motivated because life is always kicking our tail end every single day. I mean, just look, when you woke up today, the first things going through your brain were probably, what do I have to do today? What are the things on this to-do list that I got to get done? And so we start feeling overwhelmed from the very beginning. And so when those kind of thoughts start rattling in our brain, it's tough to feel motivated. You know, I, I know. Uh, Calvin you said that you don't you know you're not a a walker or a bicyclist so if I were to tell you you know you're going to join me on my next hike you would not feel motivated because that's not something you want to do so when those thoughts are going through your head you're just thinking no way so what I do and I have to do this every single day honestly I'm no different than either of you guys I've just got to have a deep self-awareness that I if I want to live the life I want to live today it starts with what goes on in my head
1: I, I can identify with that
2: You know, so if I sit there and want to read CNN news all day long and read about all the bad things in the world, I mean, what am I going to be thinking? I'm going to be thinking some negative stuff. So, you know, I start very early just putting positive, you know, things that I'm looking forward to today. Every single day I ask myself three questions. You know, what, what am I looking forward to today? who can I serve today? Who can I empower today? And number three is what am I grateful for today? So if I start answering those things, I can't help but at least planting seeds that today's got potential. Today's got hope. Today, something good can happen because I'm starting planting the seeds from the beginning.
0: You always been this way or how did you, uh, how did you come about uh waking up.
2: With gratitude <laughs> and have, have I always, have I always been this way? Well, first off, we better, we better clarify what do you mean? Ha, ha, always been this way, but, but, uh, you have you know, always
0: started, have you always started your day with bringing, bringing that positivity into your
2: life? You know, Josh, I haven't probably, but the what the one thing that I've been aware of very early on in my life is that life is freaking ass short. It's short. And I don't want to be one of those guys, you know later in life that that had a huge wish list of things that I wish I would have done I mm-hmm. I'd rather be one to to say wow that was my life and that was pretty cool I remember a survey many 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 years ago that I read by this guy named Dr Anthony Campolo and and he interviewed 50 people over the age of 95 Now, if you make it to age 95 in life, those are people that I want to listen to because they know what life was all about. So I remember the three things that that they wish they would have done more in life. Number one, I wish that I would have taken more risks. Number two, I wish that I would have reflected more. And number three, I wish I would have done more things that lived on after I'm dead. So I've remembered those things. I've remembered those 95 year old people. And I, I want to make sure those aren't my wishes when it's my time to go.
0: Well, from where you sit right now, what, what would your wishes be?
2: What, what would my wishes be?
0: Yeah. What would those three wishes for you be right now?
2: Well, you know, I'm a, I've got this, this motto in life. that's called no regrets living, no regrets living. And so, man, right now, if there is something that comes to my brain that says, God, that sounds cool, that's exciting, that's that sounds rich, that's amazing, that's romantic, that's adventurous, that's passionate, that's purposeful, I, I immediately listen to that as being this whisper that I'm supposed to take action on. So when I hear those thoughts, all of a sudden, then that's the first seeds that have been planted that maybe I better do that. So, you know, as far as wishes, what I wish I would have done, I don't right now I don't have any wishes that I wish I would have done because then I'm not being true to myself. I'm not being congruent. If I wish I would have done something, then I take my ass out and I do it. Great.
1: You started at the tender age of two.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I started at the tender age of two seconds.
1: (laughs) You You were good.
0: So walk, walk us through, the, the thought process and planning for an adventure. I mean, you wake up one day and say, hey, uh, today I'm going to start walking across Japan.
2: Hmm. Well, now that I have it planted in my head that I like these once a year axe sharpening v- adventures and an axe sharpening thing is, you know, imagine this, if, 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 if you were each to have 50 logs in front of you and you were to split them and you have an axe and I give, you know, I give one of you a super, super sharp axe And I give one of you a super dull ax. Who's going to get through their, their wood fastest, the sharp guy, right? Well, that's the same thing in life. We accomplish, we accomplish more when we are sharper. So my ax sharpening things is when I just go melt myself down to the very simple, the most basic, I put nothing but a backpack on and I, I, I just go and I challenge myself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually in, in ways that just say, why the hell am I doing this? What's going on? You know, when you start walking across the United Kingdom and it's, it's, it's barely above zero degrees and it's raining super hard and the wind seems to be coming at you sideways and you're walking one mile an hour. You're just kind of thinking, what the hell? But when you, when you, when you succeed in doing that, you become better. You start to go, man, what else can't I do? I did that. And when we have confidence and faith in ourselves that we can do that, that's the first chance in making sure that our goals come true.
0: I apologize for these breaks. I, I am scribbling notes
1: <clears throat> seriously. So when you now, I I presume well obviously, you coach people on how to have better lives, how to live the lives that they, uh, that they dreamed of or they want to dream of. How do you how do you start their process with them?
2: I don't you know you know Calvin. I don't do that much anymore. Um, I've got a couple of clients that I work with, and I hold it at that. Uh, my my main my main purpose now is just to try to, to, to create activities where I'm attracting or influencing the greatest number of people. So that's either through writing or it's through, through speaking. Um, but to, to answer your question, let's say that, that we were starting on, on day number one, you and I, the first question I want to ask you is what do you want to do with your life? And the second question I'm going to ask you is why aren't you doing it? So when we know what you want to do and what the obstacles are that are stopping you, we've got a pretty good place to start to kind of create a plan of of changing all that. That is correct. That's correct. Let's move on to to round two. (laughs) Why aren't you doing bonus question is
1: sometimes very, very deep, very, very deep and very, very detailed. But uh, you know, getting through that is, absolutely the answer to things
2: you know because kelvin how can you ever live a life that you love how could you ever live a life that you love if you don't know what that life looks like and so a lot of people you know you'll go well what's your goal in life well my goal is to be happy well what the hell does that mean what does being happy mean to you do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so we've got to we've got to identify what does happy mean to kelvin yep that's that's a that's a that's a that's a big bridge. <laughs> that's a big bridge. Yeah, because because otherwise, then we're just we're just it's just platitudes that we're just surviving on. I want to be happy. I want to be rich. I want to be in love. You know, well, what are the specifics of that, man? Because we can't create a plan to get to specifics. You know, it's like saying, I want to go to New York City. Okay, great. How are you going to get there? Do you have enough money to get there? What road are you going to take to get there? Do you, you know, what's going to happen? you need a plan. It's not, it's one thing to say, I'm going to lose 25 pounds. It's another thing to create a specific step-by-step plan to really succeed. One's called wishful thinking. Wishful thinking is I want to be a millionaire. Wishful thinking is I want to lose the weight. Wishful thinking is I want to play in the NBA. It's all wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. Until you start putting plans that match dreams, specific step-by-step goals, all you're going to be in your whole life is a wisher.
0: Now, you started with, for an example with a client, you started with what do you want to do with your life? And there are so many people who get into their 30s and 40s and head toward their 50s not knowing the answer Sometimes to that question. your 60s
1: are pretty good, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not knowing the answer to that question, I mean, forget about the why aren't you doing it, the, the what do I want to do is so hard for so many people.
2: Well, let's start out with a question then, what do you want to be? What do you want to be, Josh? What, you know, what do you want to give? What do you want to contribute what so there's these, there's other questions that we can ask because I can, if I ask you you know what do you want to give to society
0: right you might, you for might me say, one of those things is like is one of your things actually is I I intend to leave a legacy of things that outlive me uh, things like books and podcasts and.
2: Okay. And then, and then, you know, we would ask you specifically then, you know, well, what, what, what would this, let's assume that you're not a podcaster. We would say, what does your podcast, what would you want people to hear? So then we, what we're trying to do is we're trying to melt that down into the specifics. So we know what you'd be talking about. How do you think then you'd get that information? How do you think? So we start melting them all down to specifics so that you could actually see what you're feeling inside. Right on. But purpose is a big deal, man. Purpose is so many people don't know what their purpose is. So many people don't know why they're here, what they're doing. They just float. They float to their eight to five job. They float home to a relationship they don't want to be in. They float home to a TV show that they've watched three times already. They just float. I don't like floating, man. Again, it goes back to that 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 premise that I learned at a young age life is short. It's short. I woke up today, I was fifty five years of age. Sometimes you wonder, how did that happen? So, you know, if I'm a lucky guy, I get another 30 years. I know that now. I'm going to keep doing what I do to make sure that those 30 years are as healthy, powerful, positive, and passionate as I can.
1: So, so how? <clears throat> excuse me. Assuming that at some point in your life you weren't as focused as you are, um, who who were some of the people who helped you move forward in that, in that quest, who helped you define your life, uh, and what you wanted to do with your life?
2: You know, the two most influence, the two biggest influences on my life are the books that I've read and the people and the people that I've met. Uh, and, and oftentimes the people that I've met at have only been through books for example benjamin franklin you'd say well wow how could he be how could he be a role model or a success coach or whatever i remember reading the autobiography of benjamin franklin and he turned me on to a concept that helped change my life it was the concept of accountability ben franklin broke his life into 30 virtues 30 qualities that he wanted to be identified with and he constructed an accountability plan to help become that habit that quality So someone like Benjamin Franklin, a guy that lived hundreds of years ago, because of the book that I read about him, he became one of the greatest influences in my life. Another one, for example, a book that I read would have been The Greatest Miracle in the World by a guy named Og O.G. Mandino. Ogmandino turned me on to a style of writing that changed my life. It wasn't the Stephen Covey type way where you, the 10 ways to do this. And if you want to be rich, you need to do these things. If you want to have a great relationship, you do these things. Ogmandino wrote in a way that told a story that I was inspired by the story. And inside the story were these lessons. And I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. So that's the only way that I will choose to write my books now is in the style of Ogmandino. Never met him. Ogmandino's is now dead. But again, he's one of the greatest influences I've ever had in my world.
0: So let's talk about the concept of the extra mile. I mean, clearly, we, you know, we know where you came up with it. I'm sure you know, walking and biking and running. Um, but what does it mean to you and and why is it important?
2: Well, if we want to change our life, if we want to change the direction of our life, is there's any area that we're not happy with our health our relationships our financial situation our career you can't keep doing Josh the same things that you're doing man if you keep doing the same thing you're doing we can pretty much predict the the end place that you're going to get at so if you want more in your world it's about giving more being more doing more it's about going the extra mile so this concept is about is about change i mean if you want to create ultimate change in your life just look at the man or the woman in the mirror and just say, what more can I do to make this relationship better? What more can I do to make my health better? And sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're a salesman and you're saying, I'm doing all I can, I'm making my, my 20 sales phone calls a day, then today let's make 25 because every time, every day that you make 25 and go the extra mile, you're opening the door to one more person saying Yes. If you go out and you walk today, I can only walk 15 minutes. Then tomorrow, let's just try to go 17 minutes, man. Let's go the extra mile. If you're having, a, if you're in a relationship that's a little stagnant, you know what were to happen if you went the extra mile today and brought home flowers for no reason at all. Your partner would look at you and think that you were nuts. But inside, what you planted is the seed that that there's hope. And and you know that's what's called going the extra mile.
0: And how can, you mentioned a few ways um, we might do that in our personal lives. Why why is that important? What's the additive effect if, if more people were to go the extra mile, do you think?
2: Well, if more people were kind to each other, what kind of world would we have? If more people were adding value rather than looking to take value, what kind of world would we have?
0: Well, I mean, I think that we'd have a great world. Um, how how do I want to rephrase this? How do we how do we encourage more people to do that?
2: You guys are shining stars of that. I saw that you had one podcast about kindness. You know, if if you if you don't talk about kindness, if make people aware of the importance of kindness. How can we ever, you know, want that virtue, that quality, to be ours? So, you guys are going the extra mile in the sense that you you have these other lives but you've pushed yourself to put out these regular shows and remind people if everybody did that, if everybody just did one simple kind act and pass it forward every day, who knows what can happen if you go to the grocery store today and you're checking out your groceries instead of the checker just staring down and whipping those things through the you know the the little counter as fast as possible, and you just watching you know the money going away, what happens if you just say? hey, so how are you today? How's your day today? If you were to say something, man, I really, really love that hat you're wearing. If you were to say, you know, Josh, I love the attitude that you come to work with every day. You go, you know, Kelvin, I appreciate your humor so much. You are a a laid back guy that is super cool. And I bet you people that that call you friend are super lucky. You know, that's, that's going the extra mile and adding kindness to the world. And so it plants seeds. And hopefully the more seeds that we plant, the more that will grow in other people's lives.
1: We like planting seeds.
2: You guys are. You guys are exceptional seed planters. I mean, the podcast, the shows, the topics that you guys are putting out there into the universe, they're awesome. You know, and we hope that more people that are listening, we hope that they will go the extra mile and they will tell a friend about your podcast and keep growing it because that's how we do it. We just got to keep passing it on, passing it forward. And, you know, these two guys right now are guys that deserve to be passed forward.
1: Well, thank
0: you. Thank you very much for that.
2: So you've written... Six books. Yes, I've just in, actually finishing the fir- the the first draft has just been finished of my seventh book right now. The title of that book is the Four Fibs. The Four Fibs. It's the four lies that we tell ourselves that hold us back in life. What would what would lie number one be?
1: <laughs> You'll have
2: to have me on another show so we can promote that book, there, Mister. Uh,
0: I was gonna say when's that one coming out? We'll we'll
2: write it <laughs> in our calendar you know, the world's changing so much. I was reading something from the New York times the other day that the publisher thinks that there's only going to be maximum of 10 more years where you'll even see newspapers in print. And even as a guy now who writes books, people don't want to buy books anymore. They just want these eBooks. And so things keep on changing. Life keeps on changing all in front of us all the time. Right. It does.
0: Yeah. Are you doing audio versions of your books?
2: You know, I, I, it's 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 on my list to do it in fact i'm going to be doing an audio version of amicus 101 as soon as i get this next book out because you're right you guys caught on to that pretty fast people want to hear they want to listen you know we're becoming lazy. you reading writing but they'll listen all the time
1: yeah you know a lot of times i think we're so busy that actually taking the time to sit and read a book uh, is i mean don't get me wrong I love hardbacks. I ordered one yesterday. Hopefully I'll get a chance to read it when it gets here. But um, I've spent a lot of time on the highway. So sometimes, you know, listening to an audio book is, is, is how I get my charge. Not my charge, but, but how I consume that book. And I've, I've consumed a number of them lately just because that's when I had the time to sit and the vote when I'm driving, which you think is supposed to be paying attention, right? But I can, yeah. I can, I can. Apparently, I can listen and watch the road too, but I can't type and write the, road, you know, watch. <laughs> so, so those are so very good things. Um, okay, yeah. so you
2: can't talk about book number seven. <laughs> you know, going, going back to that whole your whole idea about audio, listening to the audio book, and you know, that's how I first started reprogramming my thinking many, many years ago, i would listen to this book by Earl Nightingale called the Acres of Diamonds. And this is 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, or Zig Ziglar's top performance. And those were all on audio. So, yeah. you know, I'm only really coming to, I, I'm going back to my roots and remembering how I first started, you know, changing my thoughts. It's that downtime when we are just driving that we could do more than just, than just uh, looking at street signs. Right
0: yeah for sure yeah i I try to set aside some time to read every night, but if I'm reading you know five to ten pages a night before bed, that's so much less impactful on on my life and my input you know, if I'm out running four and a half five five and a half hours a week and I can put an audio book on, I can consume you know a book every week and a half.
2: Yeah. You know, it's a little easier on our brain to listen to something too than it is to read. I mean, at, at late at night, the last thing you do before bed, if you were to choose to read this book, you might be able to spin through a few pages, but if you're listening to the book, as Calvin had said, you you can spin through it much, much faster. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you can do both, which is kind of an interesting thing. So, you know, I, I'm just trying to, to think passion. You started in, um, uh, it is hard to believe that uh, you know you were you were born <laughs> talking but um i'm I'm just curious is if there was um a specific point in your life or turning point where you went from doing what most people do, which is kind of zipping along and and when you turned into this incredibly passionate person who had this drive for life and this drive for for accomplishment and this drive for for helping other people affect change in their lives.
2: And, you know, do, do we have a point like that in your life? You know, I, I believe that I've always been pretty empathic and compassionate and sensitive to other people's flight, including my own, you know, Mm -hmm. I I didn't grow up in the best of households in life. And, you know, I I certainly didn't have a, you know, gold spoon, a silver spoon, or even a bronze spoon. I think I was given a plastic spoon and, and, uh, I still got mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and, and, you know, it really, it really sat, it, it, it sits, it's deeply embedded in me watching how people certainly treat other people in life. And, um, you know, we have, we live in this world where there's so many people are trying to break us down and telling us what we can't do and, and, and discouraging us. And I just chose at a young age to, to, to run away from where I had come from and to be the person who was the cheerleader who was the coach, who was the clapper, who said, Josh, you can do it, man. Kelvin, you are, you are amazing and you are powerful. You can do this. I wanted to be the person that believed in other people because we live in a world sometimes where people don't believe in us. And when we start, when we start listening to people that don't believe in us so much, we start not believing in ourselves either. The whole, the whole topic of I can means nothing to us because we're just stuck on I can't. And so you know I guess you could go back to the fact that when I was a little boy I was told I can't a lot and somehow I just got lucky enough to break that glass ceiling and say I don't want other people to feel what I felt
0: it's amazing that you've been able to take that and and create a life where where you get to teach people that that's true
2: you know and i I hope so and I'm you know I'm grateful I'm grateful every single day I'm grateful for being on this podcast. I'm grateful every single day that I have opportunities um, that that either come to me or that I that we've created that give me an opportunity to maybe maybe plant a single word or a single thought or a single idea in someone else that will allow them to maybe live the best version of themselves. So I'm I'm grateful for that. And what I found, Josh, is the more gratitude that I continue to live with, the the more that I can continually see that keeps pouring into my life. I I don't mean that in a funky sort of way at all, but the more gratitude I have, the more good that I focus on rather than the bad, the more opportunities I have to keep on doing what I consider to be the good.
0: We're glad you are. Um, Any idea how many people you've taken on this ride so far? Journey into the good there?
2: Not as many as I'm going to. (laughs) <laughs> um, Good not as many as I'm going to, gonna, we're, we're going to
1: accept that answer.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've been lucky to to sell 75 or 80,000 real books and, uh, you know, the download thing is coming and I, I, I really do have a personal mission in life and that's to empower 1 million people to lead a more positive passionate, and a purposeful existence. I've, when people find that out, I'm asked often, well, what number are you on? And I woke up today and I was on number one. I start that number over because I believe that there's going to be a day someday that somehow I'm going to have an opportunity to, to potentially at least plant an inspirational seed in a million people at a time. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for.
0: Awesome. We, we love when people shoot big. Amen.
1: We, yeah. So um, I'm, uh, I'm going to ask this silly question. Um, and I know you. You said you live a no regrets life. Um, How do you do that? Well, actually, the question I was going to ask you was: despite that, is there anything that you do at this point re- regret um, that you could talk about, or have you just put all that into into place and? Um, and dealt with it.
2: Well, I think that I think that first off, bad stuff happens to all of us. You know, every single one of us has either lost a job, had times where we couldn't pay bills, had a relationship that left us, had a parent that died, had something significant that happened that really just knocked us to our knees in life. And I I I think that the best way to deal with all the bad stuff that's happened to us, so it doesn't hamper the good stuff that could happen to us in the future is to just process that information and and use it for the positive. So even if I were to go back to my story about how, you know, I was raised maybe in not the most positive, constructive home, to me that's a blessing now. It's an absolute blessing that I was raised in that home because it it's allowed me to, to be able to develop into the person that I have become today. And every time that I have had my ass kicked in life, every time that I have had a failure, every time that I've had, I've had a defeat, you know, I don't look at any of that. Honestly, I swear to God, I don't look at any of that as, as regrets because I just look at that as, 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 as sharpening, sharpening me, sharpening my fortitude, sharpening my will, sharpening my wisdom, sharpening what I have the potential to do. And I think if you just tweak your thoughts in that way, instead of instead of saying, "Well, I failed once, I'm going to fail again," so I'm not going to even go for it, man. I am going to go for it again, Calvin, because now I'm smarter, now now I'm wiser, now I know one way less that I can take that that, that will make me fail. So so every bad thing that's happened to me, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it.
1: And I try to live that life, actually. Um, and do I, I, have one of one of the, the things that, uh, just knowing that everything that went before is what makes me who I am today. So yeah, and, you know, and one of the things is if I ha if I'm, if I'm not who I want to be today, I probably haven't been through enough stuff yet. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, maybe, I mean, you know, we, we know that you must, we mo- we know that you must be a guy with a vision because you have this podcast. We know that you're a guy that's got deep stuff inside him because these messages you want to keep giving, getting out. We know all this is in you. And the only reason, Kelvin, that this stuff's in you is because of what you lived, right? That's true. And so as a guy who just has known you for 25 minutes or a half hour, I'm saying, you know, you're the sort of guy that I would call friend in life because you're using your experiences to become a better version of you. You're doing something to change the world. Whether or not you guys have a hundred listeners today, a thousand listeners today, a hundred thousand listeners, you are slowly inching forward and planting these positive seeds that we're talking about. And that's the way, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. That's the way, that's the way that, that's the way the three amigos roll. (laughs) There you go.
1: Well, that is, that is awesome. You are, you are one of, by far one of the, well, I won't say by far, but, but one of few people that we have interviewed who have, you know, some people have a, a passion that is palpable. I mean, you can sit in front of the speaker and you can feel the energy come away from the device. Um, you're one of those people and, uh, it's, it's kind of nice to be in that you know you get all kind of goosebumpy and go like oh yeah I I you know you said some of the same things I've said but y- y- you put weight to them when they came out when they came out of the microphone so I was like wow okay well, let's let's go back and try this again so so uh, I I do appreciate your energy and your passion and wanting to be on the show Josh keep talking
2: thank you Mr Calvin thank you
0: so you've got the seventh book. Uh, started, you get a draft out, which, you know, you know, if you're halfway done, then you've got 95% left since that's how books go. Um,
2: yeah, no, no, actually I've got my first draft done. So we're in the editing version right now, you know, and, and, uh, we even had a a few sessions of where it's uh, we've had, had it been read to groups. And so I'm at that time, focus feedback and, and things like that. Um, I, I believe that it's my best book yet only because I've melted myself down as deeply as I can <laughs> I talk about, you know, the hardest questions in life. The, the relationships break up. Is God real? Do miracles exist? You know, what's my purpose in life? I mean, this time I'm going for it and I'm going for it in a augmentino sort of way. Again, I tell a story and, uh, and it's, a, it's, 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 it's in a conversation, um, uh, the, for example, let me tell you, I've got this character his name's Amicus, and Amicus first came to me in a book called Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. And it was about a guy named Jay Garfield, and Jay Garfield goes to work and he's just coasting on life and thinking, you know, this is pretty cool, whatever, you know. And he walks in one day and he he finds out that there's a message from the president. He runs up to talk to the president. He says, "Jay, you've been a valuable member of this team for a while, but I just want to tell you that today's your is your last day well that blows up jay garfield's life it blows up his world because everything that he thought about his life came down to a big lie and so he falls apart his life falls apart until he meets a character named amicus and amicus teaches him 21 real life lessons from the inside out through a story that changes jay garfield's life so amicus this character Again, returns in the book, The Four Fibs. This time, there's a guy named Charlie. Charlie's walking on the beach, Venice Beach, and he happens to meet a bird-feeding amazing magician named Amicus, and Amicus and and Charlie go on a walk together, and Amicus ends up sharing the four fibs that hold us back from reaching our ultimate potential.
1: See yes. I gotta go buy another book. <laughs> oh, I can't buy that one yet. So not <laughs> yeah. Out
2: yet.
1: yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> coming uh, soon.
2: A, a, <laughs> I, have a, I have an ebook out there that's called uh A Better Life, an inspiring story about starting over. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's on Kindle if you if you want to go visit that one. I'll check that out. You can check that out.
0: Yeah, so you've got this new book coming out, but uh any other adventures on the horizon?
2: Mm-hmm of course i'll be walking across (laughs) my i'll be walking across my sixth country i'm going across italy in june starting from rome 500 miles you know first i was thinking france a while back but then i started thinking you know uh, i'm gonna go to italy i just feel like i want to see the history and the culture and walk across you know the former roman empire and see some really cool things and remember the great men and women that once were and in doing so, you know, I'm reminded that their time is no longer now to do something great, but it's my time to do something great. And so that's what—that's why I get sparked of going to see some of these awesome country cultures and histories.
0: Nice. Awesome. One thing I like to ask people uh, whenever we, whenever we can is to pose a challenge for our audience. Would you have such a challenge?
2: To, for for, you, for me to pose a, a, a question to them
0: yeah just, just a challenge something they can take action on
2: what were to happen if you were to spend five minutes every single day towards your dream what were to happen every single day if you gave at least five minutes working towards your dream
0: That's I like my, that you say five minutes because that sounds like not a lot of time, but <laughs> I, I think everybody on this call understands the impact of five minutes.
2: Yeah. If I, if I would have said spend an hour a day, we would have lost every single listener if, out there. You know, I mean, it's just not the way it works. Mm-hmm. We, we just, if we don't start off doing a hundred pushups, you know, I just get down on the ground and try to do five. And then if I'm feeling good, then I'll do 10. And then if I've got some mojo going, then I'll go 25. That's how it is. We don't challenge ourselves out out with massive, awesome goals that are going to just blow us away that we can never do. Why not take baby steps? You know, I've run a couple of marathons and I don't get to the finish line of 26.2 by, you know, get jumping there all the way. I've got to first run 100 yards and 500 yards and one mile, then five miles, then 10 miles. I mean, that's how we get to where we want to go. We inch, then we take feet, then we take yards, just Baby steps, baby steps. I'm a big proponent of baby steps to get to where you want to go.
1: Go ahead, come. I, I got, I got, I got small feet, so those baby steps work, <laughs> you know, work, work pretty good for me. Um, <laughs> Just one foot. <laughs> what eye. is the most difficult thing? What is the most difficult thing you have ever had to overcome?
2: Uh, you know, I'm afraid of heights. And so I was in Auckland, New Zealand, and there's a building on Auckland, New Zealand, the tallest building in Auckland where you can jump off it. And uh, I went up to the very top of this building. It was the end of the day. So there was nobody else up there except the two support staff supposed to harness me in. And I look at this little pirates like plank that I have to watch off the edge of the building. And I will just, I can't really tell you what I was thinking and what I was saying to myself, but There was lots of words that we can't use. They get me all harnessed in. I have no one cheering me on. No support. Other people there, you know, because sometimes if you you have the energy of everybody else, if you've ziplined or done anything, you go, come on, man, Kelvin, you got this. You can do this. So then just the peer pressure alone gets you. So the first thing I go, I I put, I, I start walking on this plank and it's really a pirate's plank off a building. And then all of a sudden on a pirate's plank, there's nowhere to go but to fall And so I start walking forward and my brain says, what are you, a freaking crazy ass fool? What are you doing? And so immediately I turn around and the guys realize that I'm in the middle of a panic zone. These two guys, they said, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And I said, "Yo, you don't understand. And my brain all of a sudden has this idea, walk backwards, walk backwards, do it now. Don't think about it. I got back on the plank. I walked off it backwards because I couldn't see the step. And all of a sudden I was just falling. That's the hardest thing I've ever done.
0: My hands are sweating listening to you. I have that I have that same heights problem and we were in uh Kauai last year and my wife said, "Well, we've never gone ziplining before. Let's try this." And it wasn't the it wasn't the flying over the gap that was the biggest problem for me. It was stepping off that ledge.
2: Yeah because you got to trust that this harness is going to work. I mean, what kind of fool's going to step over the edge when there's nothing there except, you know, a 1000 feet below you. Are you kidding? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I might have found another uh, another thing to <laughs> overcome. <laughs> haven't haven't done that. Right. But you know, we we're talking about these heights, but
0: um yeah, I don't people who aren't scared of heights may not understand really what that means. It, I've had Kelvin come over and take planks off rafters in my garage. Cause I won't climb above the fourth step on a ladder. I mean, yeah, it's not just, I mean, it seems like climbing to the top of a building and a thousand foot drop. That almost sounds reasonable. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, but when somebody says they like, have a fear of heights, often it's just a, a countertop is, is too high to climb.
2: Well, many years ago, you guys have heard of Tony Robbins.
1: Sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
2: It was, it was oh, yeah. back in the early 90s when Tony was really famous for his firewalk. Mm-hmm. And I went and I did that firewalk with Tony. And you're looking at these hot coals and you're barefooted and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, that doesn't really make sense. I can't do that. But when you when you start realizing when, when you accomplish something that you didn't think you can do, immediately you start questioning all the other things in your life that you didn't think you could do. And so the reason that I, I'm not a, I'm not a thrill seeker. I'm not. I'm a I'm a i am not i am am love my feet on the ground. But all of a sudden, if there's something that gives me the willies that I don't that it makes me really scared, I just I want to deal with that because I don't want to live a life that I that I that fear is that fear leads me. I don't want that life. And so the the more that I can keep pushing myself past my comfort zone and realize every single time that I've come out safe, I'm I'm coming out okay, nothing bad's going to happen, the more that I'm able to tell fear to go get under the bed and stay there forever. Yes. <laughs> that's that stay under the bed, yeah. That's it. Because isn't that's what stops most people in life is that four letter word fear. Oh
1: yeah. And we're not necessarily fearing much, or or most of us, and I I I will still include myself in it. Don't know what it is we're actually afraid of. So, because there's some things we go to do, and you know, feels like we're going to die, but really, for instance, I'm a toastmaster, so I do public speaking, and uh, you know, I've seen people who get in front of that microphone, and they they can't say anything and and i tell them you know really i've been doing this for nine years and i swear no one has ever died at the lectern no one has ever done that <laughs> <laughs> you know? just just say uh, say anything to, to yeah. just go over that. and um uh, you know that kind of thing heights eh, i'm okay with heights um uh, it's when you get to the part where it feels like i might fall uh all right so so i'll go up there but don't ask me to lean that's (laughs) don't ask me to lean that's the deal and i've got a friend of mine recently that actually did skydiving and i'm like oh man am i gonna do
2: it Uh yeah if it's not if it's not your dream don't do it i'm always a big believer in that just because it's josh's dream kelvin doesn't have to jump on board and you know i mean we just got to live our own life um but we are masters. We've become masters at exaggerating in our head the size of fear, the size of the overwhelm. We're, we're masters at turning the one pound into 20 pounds. We're masters at turning the kitten into Leo the lion. We're masters at thinking we're going to drown when we're standing in the shallow end of the pool. And when we realize that, that's when we have a chance to go in and retweak our thinking and just say, you know what? I'm not going to drown. This only weighs one pound. And that is not a lion, that is a kitten. You know? When we get to that point in life and we just have a little self-talk, our world can change.
1: Talk to people about self-talking all the time because our mind really does lie to
2: us rather regularly. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah, just, just trying to keep us safe, you know, and sometimes it has to exaggerate what to do to keep us safe. You know, like, Calvin, don't go ask that girl. Don't go talk to that girl. She's way too good looking, man. Don't talk to her. She's just going to say no. She's going to reject you. I mean, that's what the voice in our brain is telling us, you know. But it's when we go have that conversation that it changes our life.
1: Hey, have you been, like, hanging around the house? Or have you been following? <laughs> you know, what's going on? What's going on here? We're in watching. My coaching you. classes. What's up with We're you? We're watching. <laughs> We're watching.
2: You, you know, you are embody so
1: much. Of what I've learned and what I teach, um, it's just nice to see all that in one person. So the difference uh, between us is I'm got to push a little bit more
2: right now. Push a so you're more. Uh, you've got this podcast going. I think you're pushing just fine, man. You you show up to you. Sh- how often do you guys run your podcast? Is it how often is it?
0: It comes out every week.
2: We do yeah. one every week consistently on the same day.
0: Yep. Yeah. Every Monday morning,
2: we—that's uh, called we're, push. We're, that's called the last, push.
1: The last couple of times, we—we we were actually stacking up some really awesome guests right now. Yeah, and we're, we're part of that. So, uh, because we actually sat back and did an assessment of what we were doing and what effect we were having, and we had—we had some great conversations between he and I, but we thought it was some time to get some some more powerful. Uh, belief and powerful motivation in here. So that's where you come in. Well, I appreciate and that. And, you others, and others like you. So we have a plan. We have a plan to affect more people and better humanhood. There, there. I don't believe there's been a time where the world needs more better humanhood than they do today.
2: So, yeah, I th- and I think gonna... we have a lot of really bad role models out there for... <laughs> you know how to be a how to be a good human and i mm-hmm. i don't know what's going to happen to the younger gener- generation when they see the role models around them i mean are we just have to we just have to trust the human spirit that the human spirit will always gravitate towards good eventually we have to trust that
1: or at least enough of them so we 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 keep headed that way we keep heading that way now we know you're heading that way there's three of us i think i think we're heading the right direction you know mm-hmm. globally yeah. speaking
0: And I think there are a lot more than three of us, (laughs) but (laughs) this is a good place to start, right? (laughs) There you go.
2: Yeah. You know, and I'm really, uh, you know, I've I've, I've traveled a lot and I'm really, I'm just really moved by the sort of kindness that I experience around the world. Um, You know, sometimes we might come from an arrogant nation, but around the world people measure us by who we are as individuals rather than maybe the place that where we come from. And I've had some beautiful gestures of kindness shown to me. And so it, the more that, the more that I'm fed kindness, the certainly the more that I want to keep feeding it too.
1: Amen. I'm, I can, I can get behind that. So what do you think, Mr. Shearer.
0: Um. So Sean, as we feels like we're starting to wrap up a little, where, where would you like people to find you online? What, what asks do you have for our audience? Uh,
2: I ask number one that they tell two people about Josh and Kelvin's podcast.
0: all
2: And number two, that they make time every week to listen to Josh and Kelvin's podcast. And number three, that they that they send Josh and Kelvin some inspirational boys keep it going and this is what I'd like you to talk about in a future show so you guys have some more ideas those are my three wishes
1: well thank you thank you I appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> we, may have, we, we, we may have to have you back When's the next book gonna be coming <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but
0: That's where can good. people find you online where can people get the books online where can people connect with you
2: Again, my name is Sean Anderson, S-H-A-W-N Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. You can find me at seananderson.com. I do put out a weekly inspirational newsletter that's absolutely for free. And uh, all I'm, uh, my only purpose is to try to either push you up that hill or pull you up that hill. And every week, I just try to pour my th- heart out on a Thursday and give people something that encourages them in a life that sometimes is discouraging.
0: Great. And we'll have that all in the show notes too, as well. Um, Anything that you wish we had asked you that we missed that you want to talk about?
2: What's the number one goal that each of you guys carry in your life?
0: Well, (laughs) um, I actually have this sitting up on my whiteboard. I've, I've, Thought about it, and we haven't actually talked about it in this space. So, so thank you for asking. Um, But I've, yeah, I've searched myself, and my purposes are to uh, make or help people be happier, healthier, kinder, and more productive. Um, And then i figured out that my my personal pivotal needs uh, are 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 to leave a legacy and to help others. Uh, And when I look at my my personality through Myers-Briggs and, uh, you know, my Clifton strengths, uh, you know, I have, I have them all listed out and I've got a little question for myself sitting here that says, are you remaining true to yourself while utilizing your strengths to accomplish your purposes and fulfill your needs? So, so my purpose, like I guess is to help people be happier, healthier, kinder, and more productive. And I'm going to do that through, leaving a legacy of helping others.
2: You read, you read a question. Could you read that question again?
0: Sure. It's, are you remaining true to yourself while utilizing your strengths to accomplish your purposes and fulfill your needs?
2: What's the answer to that question right now for you?
0: Yes. This is one of the things that, that I want to be doing, uh, you know, one of my personality pieces—the are you remaining true to yourself—is introvert. So getting on these calls actually kind of brings me out of that a little bit. But it's really about being able to recharge when we're done and kind of reset and have the time. Before you know, even if we were to do three, four, five of these a day, there would still be an hour of reset in between uh, because I just I just can't do a that much I can't do that much chatting with strangers <laughs> right right in a row right, uh, right so, I got gotcha. you so, yeah, so right now, yeah, um, that that's right in this moment I am I am saying yes to my question
2: right now you are running simpatico with your purpose in life
0: that is correct.
2: and how does that feel? Oh it feels great. yeah, it
0: gives me some energy.
2: yeah, keep doing what you're doing, man, you're on the right path. Let's let's switch over to Kelvin. How about him? He ran away. Did he? Kelvin, <laughs> <laughs> my, my my goal
1: is I, I have another podcast called Intensity Positive Com- Podcast. My goal is to help people uh, eliminate their disempowering or their 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 negative limiting mindsets. And my motto is when you master your mindset, you master your life. So pretty much my whole life right now is focused at helping people master their mindsets, improve their self-images, see themselves for who they really can be, and to keep moving forward.
2: Well, I count you as a kindred spirit. It's a a privilege to know you.
1: Thank you very much. And you also. So there it is. Sean Anderson. Now we normally ask, and we Josh kind of always already did this. Um, the and, but we we'll give you one more time because you got a lot to say. The <laughs> if you had to say one thing to our audience, just one thing that you would want them to take away about making their lives better, what would that thing be?
2: Never. Never, never stop going the extra mile. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. It's my privilege to be associated with guys who are looking to change the world.
0: Well, thank you so much, Sean. Uh, Yeah, we'll have links to all your. Uh, to all the books and the website well all the books except the new one of course uh, that one's not out yet Um, but you'll you'll let us know when that's out if we don't see it before you let us know we'll get in touch with you because we definitely want to have you uh, back on to talk about it well Uh, I'll be
2: happy when you guys send me the links we'll we'll run it through our social media and we'll get you guys some listens okay
0: appreciate it sounds great thanks Sean have a great rest of your day
2: All right. create a great day both of you Bye. bye bye
0: Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week.